Here in the first Mishnah Novus, we're introduced to the Anshe Knesses Hagdola, the men of the Great Assembly. The Anshe Knesses Hagdola, who lived at the time of the Bayesh Rishon, the second base of Mishdash. And we began to, stu- to study two times ago the comments of the Maral and others, that the Anshe Knesses Hagdola represent the transition from the period of the Nevi'im to the period of Torah Shabbatah. Hashem is no longer revealing the truth to us. We have to divide it ourselves. That is why the Archaic Nasakdol begins with the final of the Imchagis Malachi, but then it ends with Shimon Hatzavik, who has the Vilna Gold says it's the first Tama. It's that transition from the Nevi'im to the Tanam and the Mishnah. More broadly, the second base Hamikdash, which the Archaic Nasakdol were involved in founding, is deeply connected to Torah Shabbatah. There's a Pirkei Hechalos and other Midrashim which tell us that while the first base HaMikdash, which contained the Aron, the overt Gile Shechina, is a base HaMikdash of Torah Shavik the Aron of the first base HaMikdash was where, of course, Hashem appeared to Moshe and taught in Torah Shavik So that first base HaMikdash, certainly the holier base HaMikdash, it's a base HaMikdash of Hashem's revelation. The second base HaMikdash, which no longer has an Aron, it's a base HaMikdash founded on the Kedusha of Torah Shavaltah, that Klal Yisrael had to infuse on a Shabbat in that same day to And I have a beautiful raya, a beautiful proof to this in a Gemara and Rosh Hashanah. There's a Gemara and Rosh Hashanah which talks about the destruction of the two respective Bati Mekdashas in the process. It's a slow process. And it says regarding the first day to Mekdash, Asara Masos Nasa Shechina. The Shechina made ten retreating stops as it left the first day to Mekdash. The Aron and the Yazar and then slowly departed and the Hashem Yahweh flies up to the heavens. It says at the time of the Bible shame, Asara Masos Nasa Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin situated in the second place the Sanhedrin traveled ten times into exile. They left the Lishkas Hagazas, the room which they in which they were situated in the base of Ekdash, and then they, they set up a little booth in Yushalayim, and then eventually they slowly depart further. It's the Galil. The Gemara is unmistakably drawing a parallel between the Shechina departing from the first base of Mekdash and the Sanhedrin, the decisors of Torah Shabbatah, departing from the second base of Mekdash. What's the deeper meaning? That is because the Sanhedrin embodied the Shechina in the second base of Mekdash. The second base of Mekdash, there's no harem, there's no open revelation, open dealing from Hashem. We create it. We, the Sanhedrin, it's the force of Torah Shabbatah. This is why the Ache Kassas Hakdola instrumental in founding the Bayashani. With this, I want to explain this understanding of the second base of the notion that when Hashem is no longer revealing himself, it becomes our responsibility to bring out the revelation of Hashem. Right? Through thinking in Torah, through developing deeper meanings, everything which the Torah Shabbat Pep process is, we bring out the latent Shina, which is latent to total, which is there, but it's not revealed, it's our job to bring it out. The cessation of Hashem's revelation becomes a time of opportunity for us to bring out and have that creativity and self-expression, bringing up deeper ideas and color. This is what the Anshay Kansas Hakdol are all about in the beginning of the And with this, I would like to address their name, Anshay Kansas Hakdol. The man of the great assembly, of course, in the simple meaning means it was a great assembly of many, many chachamim. But the Gemara means that the people need, which 
which will be shown in the site here. Why were they called Anshay Knesset Hagdol? Why it says like this? Moshe Rabbeinu praised Hashem with various accolades. Hakel, Gadol, Giver, Noah. Hashem is great, Hashem is strong, Hashem is awesome, mighty. But the later Nabim begin to start, later Nabim begin to start to drop some of those expressions, like Yahu and Ali and the like. And eventually they no longer call Hashem Gibar, just Gadol. They don't call Hashem strong anymore. They don't call Hashem Nora awesome anymore. And I like, why? Because Moshe could say, Hashem is strong, Hashem is awesome, Hashem is amazing, right? Because Hashem's, Hashem was on top, Hashem was triumphant. But as a Yemi Yohanavi sees a Chorban, in the words of the Gemara, he says, I ain't Marosa, I ain't Arosa. I can't call Hashem strong. I can't call Hashem awesome. I might believe it, but I can't mouth the words in sincerity. That's not what I see in front of me, says Yemiyahu. Until the Anshay Knesset Hakdola came along and they said, no, no, no. Even in such a predicament, we can understand Hashem is strong. Hashem, we can call him Giver again. Why? We can call him Noah also again. He's strong in that he enables Kalyusrael survival amongst the Gaim. Here you have one lamb amongst 70 wolves that survives. That's an expression of Hashem's strength. You know what his Nora is. You know what his, his awesomeness is. The very fact that he suppresses an urge of chaos, of anger, when people are disgracing him to fight back. Right? And that's why, says the Gemara, they're called Anshay Kesses Hagdola, Shachsiratar Liyoshna. They return the crown to its place. They justify, they found new explanations that we could call Hashem strong and awesome again, even at a time of guidance. And the question is, why was it only the Anshay Kesses Hagdola who thought of this? Not the Nabiim. You and Yo couldn't think of this? Why is it the Anshay Kesses Hagdola's message to find a way to call Hashem strong and awesome, even in guidance? Right? And why is this so defining to who the Anshay Knesset are? They're called great because they realize this concept that defines them. But the idea is what we've been talking about tonight, and I'll conclude with this. The role of the Anshay Knesset the transition of Torshin, the Torshin, the unlike the prior period of Torshin, the period of the Nadim, when truth had to be a revealed truth, the Emes was what meets the eye. So if it seems like Hashem's on top, Moshe could say, but if it seems to the revealed eye that Khalila, there's Chil Hashem and Kuala Yisrael suffering, you can't say the words. Now in the evening of the Torah you delve deeper than, than what meets the eye. You find deeper meanings, you find redemptive qualities, which wouldn't have otherwise been apparent. It seems like people are disgracing Hashem. No, 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 no. He's really noted. He's really being awesome because you see Hashem's power of being, a, of being an Arachapai and that he doesn't play Hashem. Right? It seems like Hashem's not strong. You don't see below the surface. He's keeping calling you so alive amongst threatened nations. That's really not going to occur, Shabbat. Finding deeper redemptive qualities below what meets the eye and embracing it for ourselves. To return to the old expressions of Moshe, to return the crown, to return to the same old Torah, but not, not through the power of the revealed truth, because the revealed truth now in Gala seems to be a horrible one. Or right? even by Ashani, we have still, still a period of fellows, we're still out there in the Persians, Malchus Paras, Malchus Yavim. We're still in Gala, but we can find redemptive quality ourselves, and we can find beauty amongst the ugliness. That's what Torah Shabbat is all about. We live in a lot of darkness still in Gala. 
but through the power of our learning of Torah Shabbatati, the power of this whole avot of the Afrikan we find beauty, we find shchiva amidst even murky situations. This is the very reason Dekra. This is the very mandate of the Afrikan Sakola. This is what defines them and enables them to build a Bayashemi and introduce the period of the mission of flourishing of Torah Shabbatati.